Hey, how you doing on this Wednesday morning? My name is Mike. I'm your host. This is the FBTV podcast. Wednesday and Saturdays. Every Wednesday podcast, audio podcast. If you are a client of Tautoa, you have the opportunity to watch the podcast and the FBTV Insider, obviously, be posted there. But for everybody else, uh, well, audio podcast. And we have subscribers from around the world. Matter of fact, Saturday. Saturdays we do uh, Q&A on the FBTV video podcast. And also on Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Most Saturday mornings. I keep on saying most because the day will come when I will be on the lake. I will not be in the studio for the podcast. Get the idea? But uh, <clears throat> we'll let you know as, as time goes by about... Uh, Days I might be playing hooky in the boat. But Saturday, but there'll still be a podcast, and there'll still be a video podcast. It will just be posted on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. It won't be live-streamed on YouTube. And the audio uh, portion of that podcast will be available on your favorite podcasting app. But on Saturday mornings, 9 a.m., that is when we will usually be doing a live-stream on YouTube, where you can watch it 9 a.m. Central Time. And that's when... We answer your questions. Saturday is Q&A day for the FBTV video podcast. Now, if you have questions, you can email them to me at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Forms all over our website, <coughs> freightbrokertv.com. And you can even Skype them to us. at uh, just, just do a search for FBTV. Matter of fact, where is my Skype app? Well, normally it's easy to find, but it's hiding from me today. You can tell I don't do a lot on Skype, huh? <laughs> but anyway, Skype us. FBTV. Just do a search for that. You'll find us. All right. Today's Wednesday, April the 20th. Man, this year's flying by. But the older you get, the way, you know, the faster time goes. Man, I remember when I was a kid, Christmas seemed to take 10 years to get around the calendar back to uh, Christmas season again today uh, forget it uh, the day after Christmas you're already thinking about next Christmas because you know it's going to be here tomorrow <laughs> but anyway today's April 20th Wednesday April 20th it's banana day cheddar fries day pineapple upside down cake day all food-oriented days, so today is a good day to chow down, right? <laughs> All right, our topic today, we're going to be talking about Sales Calls Basics. I've seen some videos pop up again on YouTube. I'm saying they're wrong, but uh, not misleading, but not too real either. You know, their scenario could happen some of the videos I've watched, but we're going to talk about sales basics, not knocking anybody. Uh, you know, whatever works for you works. And in my, my recommendation always been, Hey, you know, if somebody brings you out steak, a baked potato and, uh, broccoli or something on your plate and you don't like broccoli, you're not going to push the whole plate away. Well, most people would it anyway, you're going to eat the steak. You're going to eat the baked potato, but, uh, 
leave the broccoli behind. That, that's pretty much how my, my recommendation to everyone when it comes to uh, taking advice. Take what works for you, what makes sense to you, and use it. We'll get into more of that uh, later on in this podcast. Fuel prices, diesel up again, up 2.8 cents to 5.10 per gallon. Gasoline's down to 4.06, down a whopping 2.5 cents a gallon. I, I, I see a lot of pressure on uh, the White House to get the pipeline going again. What do you think is going to happen? Hmm? Who knows? Today's impossible question. Beer is the number one drink that we order in a bar. What is number two? Beer is the number one drink we order in a bar. Want is number two. And I'll give you a hint. It's also served in kindergartens. <laughs> this was in the news. If, you, if you've seen this story, and, uh, well, you know what it is. I gave it away, but I just couldn't help myself. All right, drivers, CBSA road check coming up. 72-hour road check, May 17th through 19th. What we're... Well, less than a month away. My recommendation, stay home. <laughs> Let them do everybody else's, right? I, uh, you've, heard, you've heard me talk about this in the past. Uh, I always try to take those three days off, and they always put it in the middle of the week. Isn't it? Isn't it generally always in the middle of the week? Ben, that, that's when I'd... Hey, if I was DOT or whatever... The CVSA or whatever, yeah, I'd do it in the middle of the week. Because a lot of drivers go home on the weekend. Spot rates from last week. Van uh, rates down 2.1%. Flatbed down 0.3%. Refrigerated down 1.8%. Spot rates from last month. Van rates are down 15 cents, down to an average of 287 per mile. Flatbed's up. Up to 345 per mile average. That's up six cents from last month. Refrigerated down 18 cents per mile on average. Down to 322 a mile. So, if you're new to the podcast and you're not you're not sure what a spot rate is, a spot rate is an average rate per mile that a broker is paying a truck to move a load from point A to point B. Key word is broker. What the broker is paying the truck per mile. Okay. Not what the shipper's paying, what the broker's paying. So, to kind of get an idea of what the customer's paying, you got to add money to that. Okay, you got to ballpark it. Whatever you think uh, the customer might be paying 10, 15, 20, 25, 30% more, whatever you want to add to it. Give you an idea. All right. Now, today's impossible question, man, I hope I remember. But uh, come back to that. All right. We're we got something new. We're going to be doing today a new feature, a new feature on the FBTV podcast. It's called What Would You Do? Real life scenario, real life thing happened. I'll set it up for you. And then I'll tell you what I did. And you can think about what you would have done. So what would you do? Going back a few years, had a client. Had a client in 
uh, out west. And they had a client that was shipping a load of grapes fresh off the vine to Walmart. Everything was going good. Then I get a call. Hey, Mike, I got a problem. What's that? Well, truck got to Walmart, went to deliver. One pallet was refused. We notified the customer. They're in the process of trying to find another buyer. Nothing wrong with the grapes, just Walmart wouldn't accept them for whatever reason. So the farm, or the shipper, the customer, was looking for another place nearby to sell that pallet to. Obviously, they were probably giving them a discount. But it allowed the farm to not lose money on that pallet. I said, okay, what's the problem? They said the driver took off. Said he didn't have time. Well, first of all, the driver was not released from that load yet. And the driver took off with that pallet of grapes because he was on his way to pick up another load. Well, sorry, Charlie. Don't work that way. So what would you do in a situation like that? What would you do? Think about it. One pallet... Refuse. Driver did not want to wait around. Took off with the pallet. Said, sorry. Don't have time. I'm out of here. Here's what my recommendation was to my customer, my client, the broker. I said, okay, how much... What is the value of that pallet? They said, $750. I said, okay, call the trucking company. Tell them, hey, your guy took out of here with that pallet of grapes since you've taken ownership. We are deducting $750 off your freight rate. Off what we've agreed to pay you because this load is not finished yet and your driver took off with it. I say, call him and tell him that. Truck will turn around and be back in a few. Continue on. They did, the truck did, and everything worked out. The customer, or the farm, the customer of the grapes, had the grapes to ship. Yes, they found a store nearby. Sold the pallet. The truck had to go over there. It took maybe 15 minutes. The biggest delay of this whole thing was the driver taking off with the pallet. Cost money, time, aggravation. Now, the truck, yes, truck was compensated. They made more money. They had an extra stop, a little bit of detention time in there, so the truck was paid more, and everyone was happy. A lot of times, a, you know, when I was driving, it used to crack me up because I'd hear people talking on the CB. Man, if they ever did that to me, I'd open my doors and empty their freight right there in their parking lot. That would happen only once. <laughs> Your career would be over, <laughs> you know. There is a thing called a DAC DAC report. Things like that make it to your report. Also, it could have been legal consequences too. But anyway, what would you do? We'll do that. We'll see about doing that as a regular feature on Wednesday. Matter of fact, if you got a what would you do moment, email it to me, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Forms on our website, obviously, freightbrokertv.com. 
and Skype. Don't forget Skype. All right, having a birthday today, you're in pretty good company. Harvey Firestone Jr., yes, infamous tire and rubber company Firestone, born in the state back in uh, 1898. And what, 39 years later, Sulu from Star Trek was born. George Takai, born in the state back in 1937. Ryan O'Neill, born in the state back in 1941. Ron's brother, Clint. Man, I bet he gets that all the time. And he's, he's, he's a good actor. He's fun to watch in a, you know, his, own, his own way. Clint Howard, he was in Channel Ben, Ed TV. Yeah, I remember that. I, I like that Matthew McConaughey movie at the Ed TV. Who else was that? Jenna Elfman, I think. Anyway, Clint Howard having a birthday today. Crispin Glover, George McFly. What a character. He wasn't in, uh, was it two or three or both? He was in number one. He a great character, but uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, well, he thought it was worth more than what he was paid. <laughs> he found out they, he wasn't needed that bad. They got a what was one of them? I think they uh, got somebody looked like him. I don't know. Anyway, he's having a birthday today. Carmen Electra, Baywatch, Starsky and Hutch, born on this day back in 1972. Isn't Carmen Electra Dennis Rodman's ex along with uh, <laughs> a whole bunch of them? Anyway, today in history, if you're in Wisconsin. Back in 1836, the territory of Wisconsin was established by Congress. 1912, Boston's Fenway Park opens. 1977, the U.S. Supreme Court rules that people do not have to display state mottos on their car license plates. Oklahoma is okay. <laughs> do us, uh, what was that guy's name? Anthony, Anthony, <clears throat> oh, Anthony Clark used to be in that uh, TV show, Yes, Dear. There's a great YouTube out there, YouTube video of him. He did he was stand up uh, of him, uh, one of his routines. Madge stepped right up to this wheel. <laughs> anyway, check it out. If you get, you know, do do a search for Anthony Clark. There's a, I don't know, it's from 15, 20 years ago maybe, but it's hilarious. Don't hear much from him anymore. Ben, oh well. 1983, the U.S. Supreme Court rules that states may ban nuclear power plants. They may. I wonder if anybody has. I know I got one down the street from me. Well, I say down the street, 100, 100 miles or so east of me. 1984, Britain, it's on Dardanelle Lake. It's on a lake, the uh, nuclear plant. And people fish there all the time. I personally would not eat a fish caught out of that lake. I know, I know. Everybody says it's safe, it's safe. But, uh, you know, you got to look common sense. Common sense and the genius of man, okay? Sometimes the genius of man it goes way beyond common sense. Yes, we put a nuclear plant right here on this lake. Nothing can go wrong. Everything in that lake's fine. No, those fish glow in the dark naturally. <laughs> anyway, just not my idea of a good time. Hey, I go fishing there. They got tournaments down there all the time. And I plan to go fishing there sometime. 
but not taking anything home to fry up, that's for sure. 1984, Britain announces it will give up its lease on Hong Kong in 1997. But they wish they would have rethought that now. But anyway. And in 1987, the North Pole is finally reached by a motorcycle. Doesn't say who did it, but it was. <laughs> hey, it's a challenge. It's a thing. Not my idea of a good time, though, to uh, go to the North Pole on a motorcycle. I have no desire to do that at all. I don't even like riding a motorcycle when it's, what, in the 60s, 50s. I mean... You know, I'm a. I don't. I don't have a bike anymore. But yeah, I've done my share of cold weather riding, and believe me, I'm much rather sunny in eighty than uh, cloudy in fifty. You know what I mean? Who wouldn't? I don't know too many motorcycle riders that hey boy, it's a it's forty five degrees and cloudy out today. Hey, it's a beautiful day to ride. I know some of you are going to say every day you can ride's a beautiful day. Just like a, just like fishermen say, a bad day at the lake is better than a good day at the office. Eh? All right, N NHTSA opens two defect investigations into Tesla autopilot. I think we are going to start seeing some uh, negative Tesla press over the next few weeks, months, whatever it might be. As uh, Elon is trying to buy Twitter, and I think people are still going to start pounding him. So be on the lookout for that. But this is real. Derek uh, Monet and his wife Jenna, if I mis mispronounced that name, I thoroughly apologize. Anyway, they were driving on an Indiana interstate back in 2019 when their Tesla Model 3 sedan operating on autopilot crashed into a parked fire truck. All right, this is a sad story. They both got hurt. Well, Jenna, she passed. Derek, he uh, sustained spine, neck, and shoulder, rib, and leg fractures, but uh, his wife died due to the uh, accident. Not making light of this, but you got to step back and go, it was a parked fire truck. What happened? Even if I have it on autopilot, I will see the fire truck, and I will, you know, well, you know what's going through your mind? You know, I mean, okay, it, the 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 autopilot is going to kick in and slow me down or do something. It never did. All right, now I'm bringing this up because this this has to do with autonomous trucks. Okay, if they're having this these type of problems with cars, can you imagine an 80,000-pound vehicle? And they're still pushing it. Jennifer Homedy, the chair of the NS, NTSB, she's even said, we essentially have the Wild West on our roads right now, so let's put these 80,000-pound trucks, autonomous trucks on the road, you see what I mean? It just it makes no sense. Who in their right mind? <laughs> who okay, who in 
Okay, an airline comes out. Hey, these are self-flying trucks. Or, or self-flying planes, rather. Here, get on the plane. Trust us. It'll fly. It's all computerized. Who's going to get on that plane? Somebody will. Somebody will, but uh, not I. Just like who wants to... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, your family... You, you've got the family in the car. Going down the interstate. Do you want to actually be on the road with the 80,000-pound truck and trailer? With no driver behind the wheel? Do you really trust technology that much? Uh-uh. Not, not this cowboy. Anyway, she described Tesla's deployment of featured marketed features marketed as autopilot and full self-driving as artificial intelligent artificial intelligence experiments using untrained operators of 5,000 pound vehicles. It's a disaster waiting to happen. Exactly, it is. But not just Tesla. I'm talking about trucks. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it's a disaster waiting to happen, but we keep on pushing it. Why? Money. Greed. You know, we're, we're so smart in this country, we keep on doing stuff to put people out of work. <laughs> you know, let's, let's put everybody out of work. Then what are we going to do? You know, have you noticed the price of paper? Printing paper has gone up tremendously. You know why? Because most of that paper comes from China. And uh, they're just not shipping it. You know why they're not shipping it? Well, they're still fighting COVID. Apparently. Everything. Yeah. Anyway, supply chain state of emergency declared in Georgia. Governor Brian Kemp has declared a state of emergency related to supply chain disruption in the state of Georgia. His executive order went into effect on the 16th, going to be in effect for 30 days. Here's his tweet from the day before it went into effect. The global supply chain has been detrimentally impacted by the pandemic. Georgia has led the nation in identifying innovative solutions to our supply chain challenges. And my new executive order will help ensure we stay on path to full restoration. All right. If you're a driver out in Georgia, <clears throat> listen up. The executive order suspends federal regulations related to commercial vehicle driver hours of service. However, the order forbids any motor carrier from requiring or allowing a fatigued or ill driver to operate. Any driver who notifies their carrier that they need rest is to be given at least 10 consecutive hours off-duty prior to returning to service. That's according to the order. The order forbids price gouging of goods and services needed to respond to the state of emergency, in particular, motor fuel and diesel fuel. Hmm? So if you're a driver going through Georgia, you can throw the logbook out. But what happens when you uh, cross the line into Alabama, Tennessee, Carolinas, Florida? All of a sudden, <laughs> those hours 
We're going to come back and bite you. If you're in Georgia, you know, I see this only really helping interstate drivers. Not interstate, but intra. Only drivers that are operating in Georgia. But I don't know. I thought at least it's something. It's something. Kind of like Abbott sending the... Uh, uh, the the uh, people coming over from Mexico illegally that, you know, since Biden opened the border or whatever, putting him on a bus and sending him to Washington, D.C. <sighs> kind of getting, you know, hey, look, this isn't, you know, come on. <laughs> you know, look at, what's, look at what we could do. Anyway. All right, today, the topic of the day. Sales calls basics. I've seen a lot of videos on YouTube lately talking about sales calls. And like I was saying earlier, some of them aren't wrong, but uh, maybe not spot on. Kind of something to talk about just to be able to post a video. But... I was watching, and and I, you know, I, I thought people don't people don't understand sales. I've shared my story with you before, how uh, my selling career started way back in the early '80s. I answered a blind ad. It was a blind ad to sell insurance, and for two weeks they paid me a hundred bucks, so I could study, so I could pass the insurance exam, get my insurance license, and be able to go out and start selling. Well, during that two weeks, while well, I was thinking, hey, you know, easy money, middle of the summer, hot, heat, air conditioned. These people are going to pay me a hundred bucks a week, hundred bucks a week, and back in early '80s, no, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad for sitting on your backside in an air conditioned room studying <laughs> to maybe do something. I had no intention of becoming an insurance salesman. I had every intention of staying the full two weeks, but during those two weeks. I watch people coming in getting paid every day. Good money. I mean, good money. A lot more than a hundred bucks. And it caught my eye. You know, I was looking at them. Hey, if they can do it. I know I can do it. I mean, look at, you know, some of those people can put a whole sentence together, save their life. But they were making money. And I did. I, I went out there and uh, passed my test, started selling. That first week, nothing. Zero, baby. Ended up at the library. Checked. <clears throat> ended up at the library. Checked out some library books because I did not have money to buy buy any books about sales. <clears throat> and after I learned the basics of how you sell, what went into a sell, I was able to start making money. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Now, first of all, so you know, my name is Mike. I'm the lead consultant at Taltoa. If you want to check us out, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We are a training and consulting firm. We consult freight brokers, freight broker agents, trucking companies, transportation industry in general. If you're looking to get into the industry as a freight broker, freight broker agent, maybe you're a driver, trucking company owner, owner, operator, whatever, you're thinking about freight brokering, be it as a new career, an additional stream of revenue, we've got packages built for you, be it just consulting only, or full training and consulting packages. They're all consulting packages, just some of them have 
in-depth training that is part of that package for you and other people that might be uh, working for you or helping you. Anyway, you can check out our packages. The packages include no travel in-depth training, live or on-demand, your option. Mentorship program. In other words, if you plan on wanting to start as an agent, freight broker agent, before you go out here and get your license or whatever like that, you're able to do so. You can be in our mentorship program. That's where you're going to be placed uh, under a license broker through us. So we can monitor what you're doing. Basically, it's consulting plus you're able to begin your broker operation through us under a license broker for a period of time. That's going to be followed by a consulting period. So when you exit the mentorship program, move on to start your own freight brokerage or even maybe move on to become an agent for another broker down the road. Yeah, your consulting continues for an additional amount of time. Consulting periods and mentorship program, mentorships can be anywhere from 3 to 12 months, depending on the package you choose. Check it out, Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. If you've got questions about any of that, you can call and talk to me, 479-668-0838. Now, back to the countdown, sales call basics. There are three elements that should pretty much be in every sales call. Don't don't have to be. I mean, you know, these are the basic rules for selling. The basics. These three elements will be the open, the presentation, and the close. You get all three elements in the sales call. And the likelihood of you having success is going to increase a whole lot. Once you understand the science of the sale, the sales get easy. Now, as a freight broker, yes, absolutely, you are a salesperson. Double whammy. You're selling to shippers or customers in hopes of they allowing you to help them move their loads, and you're also selling to carriers. So you're selling loads to carriers. Now, who is your customer? Well, <laughs> my, uh, my point of reference when it comes to who is your customer is who's paying me. Generally, the customer, the shipper, the one that has freight to ship, they are the ones that are my customer. A trucking company, you're a vendor. Trucking company is a vendor. You're providing a service to me as a broker, and I'm paying you for it. We negotiated it, and you've agreed to do it. Now, open presentation and close. What is that exactly? And open is the introduction, the handshake, hey, how you doing, kind of thing. The presentation is simply this, presenting your product or service. The benefits of your product or service. Presenting the benefits of your product or service to that potential customer. The close, Asking that potential customer to take action. So think about that for a minute. Okay, the open. Hey, how you doing? I'm so-and-so, so-and-so, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's the open. It's just the handshake, the fist bump, you know, the introduction. Now let's talk about the presentation. I hear so many of these people get out there and, you know, they want to uh, have a 20-minute presentation. Yeah, some some uh, industry, some products, if you're selling something, 
it may require that. I mean, think about it. If you're selling a house, you're going to be talking about everything. How many square feet? How much land comes with the property? How many bedrooms? How many bathrooms? How old is it? What kind of neighborhood is it? When was the roof replaced? Get the idea? Yeah, you could be there 20, 30 minutes, an hour sometimes. But you got to think about customers that need trucks to move their freight. What Do they care if it's a Kenworth, Peterbilt, Freightliner, International, Volvo? Do they care? No. Do they care if it's an automatic transmission, 10-speed manual, 15-speed? No. What do they care most about? They care most about having a truck that can back up to their dock, pick up a load and get out the door, and deliver that load to their customer. That's all they care about. So why go into this big spiel about how great you are? To a shipper, <laughs> what you say doesn't mean anything. It's what you do. You can sit and talk about how great you are, but that doesn't mean anything. They do not say a truck backing up to their dock. And the close is simply asking them to take action. How do you ask to take action? How do I set up with you? I mean, that's the basics of a sales call to a potential customer. If you can master that, keep that in mind when you're preparing your pitch, and your pitch should be simple. I This is where I differ with some of these guys that are putting up videos talking about sales calls. You got to think about who you're talking to. Who's your customer? When I was selling insurance, I used to catch flack all the time because I'd wear Levi's, you know, uh, button-up shirt. Yeah, I look nice, presentable. No tie, no suit. You know, maybe throw a jacket on, sports jacket. You got to remember too, my hair was a little bit longer at the time too. But I remember my manager always giving me a flack, man, about uh, you need to have a suit. You need to do this. You need to do that. You don't look like a professional. And I try to tell him, if I go out to the country where I'm, you know, my, my customers are, these small towns, and I'm in a, you know, three-piece suit, they're going to run me off with a shotgun. I don't look like I fit. They're not going to accept me. The reason they accept me it's because I fit in. So it came down to a point, no kidding, I, I, I would wear a suit to the office because <clears throat> we always had to report to the office every morning. But as soon as the office morning meeting was done, I'd have to go back home, change clothes to what I normally wore. Keep the manager happy. This is what I'm talking about. You've got you to understand who you're selling to. Understand that most of these people in shipping that are making decisions, they are actually out there on the loading dock. They just have the additional responsibility. Not all the time, but they get their hands dirty. Don't think they don't. It's rare that you're going to find some of these uh, potential customers that, are, that have the responsibility of getting trucks <clears throat> in a glass tower somewhere. No, they... They're involved. You know, they're, they're, they're down-to-earth people. If you start talking to them like uh, you're a bigwig, forget it. It's over. 
most of the time. Now, another thing you got to think about, too, when you're making these sales calls, is you, you, this goes back to what I was talking about, the way I presented myself, okay? These, you've got to understand who you're selling to. These people you're talking to in shipping, they are on the phone. You think you're going to be on the phone a lot, and you should be making sales calls, especially when you first start. But you think you're on the phone a lot, they are on the phone probably twice as much as you every day. They're talking to everybody. They're talking to their customers. They're talking to drivers. They're talking to their sales team. They're talking to manufacturing. They're talking to brokers. I mean, it's nonstop. They don't have time for a, a bunch of wah-wah-wah-wah-wah. They don't have time for that. They want you to get right to the point. Do it. Get there. You don't want to be you don't want to be memorable during a sales call. I know that's going to go against a lot of people what they think and believe, but you don't want to be memorable. The time to be memorable is after that uh, customer, the potential customer says, "Yeah, help me get trucks." That's when you want to be memorable. You know, if that person is shipping, they got things to do. They say no. Take them at their word. Don't try to talk them into saying yes. Let their no be no. The reason is, if you start trying to talk them into saying yes, you are going to become memorable. You're that broker. I, I just couldn't get off the phone. You may just have been on the phone 10 extra seconds in their head. It's 10 minutes. It's going to be hard for you to get back in that door again because they're going to remember you. But if you do nothing to be memorable during that sales call, 10 minutes later, they're so busy they forget you called. You could probably call them back tomorrow. Don't recommend that, but I'm just saying. Get the idea? All right, these are just basics. You know, in the training, that, you know, at Tatoa, that, that's the first time we start talking about how to find potential customers, how to make a sales call, what to say, how to respond. Simple, to the point. That's why our clients are able to make two, three, four hundred calls a day if they want to. You've got to make a lot of calls. In the beginning, you've got to make a lot of calls. You've got to build up that customer base. You've got to have a quantity of customers to have a quantity of loads. Yeah, a lot of people say it's a numbers game. In the beginning, there's no easy way to do it. You've got to work. You've got to work. Understand, if you're coming into freight brokering, and you're romanticizing it by thinking, hey, I am going to work from home. I am going to be my own boss. I am going to be able to make that commute from the bedroom to my office. Just down the hall and to the left. If you're thinking that way, you're going for a rude awakening. You're romanticizing it. Because uh, when it comes time to start working, you're going to find out you've got to work. It's your business. Nobody's going to do it for you. We can show you the ropes. We can show you how to do it. We can teach you how to do it. But we can't do the work for you. You've got to do the work. And believe me, it's real easy when you're working at home to go in the other room, watch TV for an hour, then come back. You've got to treat it like a real job. You gotta, 
you got to treat it like it's a real job, but you have to understand, too, this is your business. It's yours. Success or failure falls at your feet. Are you doing the work? Are you doing what it takes to be successful? Are you an entrepreneur? Only you know that. Only you know that. All right, we have uh, we have uh, really gone. Well, we're about right. We're about right on time, aren't we? Well, it looks like more recalls. Western Star recalls. The first recall, two of them. The first recall affects uh, more than 2,000 Western Star, Western Star 47X, 49X, 57X trucks with a model year ranging from 2020 to 2023 equipped with side air intakes on the hood. According to the uh, NHTSA, the stainless steel cover on the side air intake may loosen and uh, fly off the vehicle. Consequently, <laughs> a detached side air intake cover may cause a road hazard. It just might. Kind of like a metal frisbee flying off 70 miles an hour. Owners of affected Western Star trucks are going to be notified by Daimler trucks. Dealers will replace stainless steel covers for free. Daimler trucks plans to send out notification letters on or around June. This always just tickles me to death. They know about it now, but it's going to be, what, a month and a half before they start talking about it? They first learned about the uh, problem in February. An investigation was immediately launched and discovered seven additional occurrences of covers detaching. Dumbler trucks initiated their voluntary recall last month. No injuries, no deaths have yet been reported as a result of this issue. Got questions? Contact Dumbler. 800-547-0712. Recall number FL-295-NHTSA's number 22V-227. Now, recall Number two. This recall affects more than 500 Western Star 49X trucks, model year 2020 through uh, 2022. Windshield wiper linkage may break, causing the windshield wipers to fail. Inoperative windshield wipers can reduce visibility. I love the way they come out and explain what the problem could be with a broken windshield wiper. <laughs> Let's see. No remedy available as of yet. Daimler plans to send out notifications uh, to Western Star truck owners on or around June 6th. Daimler received the first uh, notice of the defect back in February, initiated a, ver a voluntary recall in March following an investigation. So far, they've received 35 warranty claims and two filed reports related to to the defect. I wonder what the police reports, accidents. Hmm? Got questions? Uh, you can call them. Same number, 800-547-0712. Recall number FL-926, NHTSA's number, 22V, 22V-230. That's 22V-230. Oh. 
All right. Today's impossible question. I probably gave it away when I told you about it. I read an article the other day. I'll get to that in a moment. Today's impossible question. Beer is the number one drink we order at a bar. What is number two? A margarita. <laughs> now, I referred to, uh, I gave you a hint when we, uh, I, I gave you the question. My hint was basically uh, what kindergartners bring to school or something like that. Anyway, there was an article in the uh, news the other day. A kindergartner, uh, it was snack day or something where kids brought their snacks from home to share with everybody else. And this one kid brought margarita. Margaritas. <laughs> Anyway, it is what it is. All right. What's coming up? Hey, next week, April 22nd through 24th, if you're around Wildwood, Florida, 75 Chrome Shop Truck Show. So if you got to take a break, that'd be a good place to do it, huh? Go check out some uh, trucks. That's coming up next week. Wildwood, Florida, April 22nd through 24th. Then uh, next up, Make-A-Wish Mother's Day Convoy. Mannheim, Pennsylvania. That's coming up May 8th. East Coast Truckers Jamboree. Going to be in Kindley, North Carolina, May 12th through 14th. Great Lakes Big Rig Challenge. Onaway, Michigan, May 27th through 29th. That the American Truck Historical Society Annual Convention coming up in Springfield, Illinois, June 7th through 11th. All right, that's going to wrap it up for uh, this uh, FBTV podcast. Join me Saturday morning. Oh, one more thing. we got to talk about this before we go anywhere. Uh, check out FBTV, Freight Broker TV. Uh, it's now available, the new FBTV podcast mug. You can get yours. Got the uh, shouting face. <laughs> Love that kid. Shout it into a microphone. It's the official FBTV podcast mug. You can order yours exclusively from the FreightBrokerTV.com website. Okay. What are they? They, 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 their suggested price was like 20 bucks. I'm like, eh. Anyway, twelve ninety nine, Something like that. Anyway, check it out. All right. All right, go have a great Wednesday. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. You don't forget Saturday morning, 9 a.m., Freight Broker TV video podcast, live streamed on YouTube, 9 a.m. Central Time. You got questions, you can email us, FBTV at Freight Broker TV. That's when we do the uh, Q&A. Saturday mornings. Forums on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Skype, uh, find us, FBTV, just do a search. All right, that should do it. Go have a great day, like I said, in course, uh, unless you made other plans, but why would you want to do that?